The Brandon Peters Show may contain explicit language and detailed plot points. For more information on the show, stay tuned to the end of the episode. Brandon Peters show as we bid adieu to another week on the summer of 93 at 30 series. It's the summer of 93 at 30. Joining me today for the music video companion series, I have from 92.3 WTTS in Indianapolis, where you can hear him every morning on your drive to work, it's Matt Pelser. Hey! How you doing? Hello, hello. And I should say returning to the show because I've been it was a long time ago. In, in the early days of the show, even before, I think, I think we did before it even dropped. Because was it were, the, oh, really? Was it the, before you would even? I was when I was banking stuff to launch and that was one of the, that was like episode three of the show, but you, <laughs> you provided the, the trailer voice from a Back to the Future. Oh, that's right. Trailer. I wasn't even like a talk, a talking head yeah, guest. Yeah, yeah, No, I brought, I was like, I need a good voice on here. And I was like, they could pull this Is off. Is that all I've done? I haven't done yeah. the, I guess I haven't. I've no. done a lot of podcasts. I just didn't know if I'd done I, yours yet. I guess not. Here we I'm, go. I'm the liar who's like, yo, I'll have you back. The live debut. <laughs> the live debut. He has a personality. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's a human being. <laughs> Imagine that. He's Matt Pelser. So- <laughs> Welcome on here. So let's talk about you since this is your debuting here in the summer of 93. Not not as a child or anything, but just on the show. Uh, I was 10 years old. 10 years old? I turned 10 in the summer of 93. Any like memories from it? Not not specifically. Uh, As being a 10 year old, uh, I don't know. I probably spent a lot of the days swimming in my parents' above ground pool uh getting sunburnt having a terrific tan i had the best tans as as a kid yeah for a for a white dude from the midwest i could get tan because my mom only put sunscreen on me sometimes and so my body had to find a way to uh adapt and so i would get very very tan okay that's what would happen Post your pictures of your tan self if you can. Yeah, find I mean, it. I didn't look like you know. It it it, it was like what where, where'd that boy from? No, but I was very tan for a white kid from the Midwest. There we go. To be uh, sure. So, so one thing I'm doing with uh, the guests on the music video episodes, I'm going, I'm asking them about the movies we talked about on the the episode that dropped on Monday that precedes this one that me, Aaron, and Scott talked about for the episode uh, this week. We talked about, and you get a big, you get the biggest one of the summer, Jurassic Park. Uh, but we also talked about a movie called Equinox, uh, Romper Stopper in Orlando. Have you seen any of those? Uh, I, I mean, Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen Jurassic Park? Yeah, I see Jurassic Park. Actually, we, we saw Jurassic Park. We sat in the very front row oh. at the local theater, the Gibson Theater in Batesville, Indiana. We sat in the very oh, front Casket row. Casket Town. We- Casket Town. That's where yeah. I grew up. Well, I didn't grow up in Batesville, but near Batesville, 10 minutes away from Batesville. Okay. And the Gibson Theater, right down the road from the offices of Casket Town, of the Casket Company, was this theater called the Gibson. It's still there. Uh, they still show movies. And it was like four bucks a movie. And the place was packed for Jurassic Park. We sat oh, down course. right in the front. Yeah. Oh, so they were really big. Those yeah. Dinosaurs. 
Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Gotcha. Okay. It was the first time I'd ever sat in the very front row. We were all excited. Oh, man, it's going to be great. And then it wasn't because it was the front row. Front row. Front corner, even worse sometimes. Oh, have you ever? You've done that? I did. Well, I got stuck on that for a couple movies uh, before back in the day because you didn't get to pick your seat. No. Uh, But I, yeah, so I've I've had that. That's corners worse. I did find a, find a sweet spot one time in high school. So when the Star Wars Special Editions came out in 1997, yeah. and I had my driver's license and stuff, like I was going to see them. Oh I, didn't, oh, I didn't have my driver's license. Mom was dropping me off at the theater. But me and a friend, we would pick different spots in the theater to watch the movie from. And there was this um, theater that had a middle big section and then it had two side sections. And we found that uh, eight rows up from the right side and like – not the two aisle seats, but the next two over was a sweet spot to see a movie. It just like worked from there. And so oh, we well, always I... got there and nobody would go fight for those seats. You'd always know <laughs> they were there. Uh, I saw Freddie. No, Jason X, not Freddie. Oh, okay. Jason X from the front corner. And it was terrible. Yeah. I didn't want to go see the movie anyway, but everyone was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it was packed. And so we got front corner, <laughs> got the shaft. Yeah. Jason. Um, so, anyways, since you've never been on, like, let's talk about you for a moment before we head into this music video, which will be a live performance of Rod Stewart doing a cover of a Van Morrison song. Oh, but, and I got stuff to say about Rod Stewart, but yeah, sure, why not? Yes, let's 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 go here. You think you are a morning? Ho- you, I mean, you've been in radio for quite some time, uh, but you've twenty five years now. Twenty five years. Yeah, uh, twenty four years. Twenty four. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Next year's twenty five. Nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. And you've been at WTTS for how many years? Two, two, a little over two years, almost two and a half years. Okay. It was January of 21, mid-pandemic. Mid-pandemic? Oh, geez. I mean, a lot we're of people switched jobs, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And before so, that, I hosted a talk show that was statewide. It was it was very fun. It was very nice uh, and very, a lot of great experience doing that. But man, it was a lot of work. Before that, I was... Um, like one of the afternoon news magazines, the people on NPR that are the local people reading the local underwriting and mm-hmm. doing the weather and stuff like that. And I did that for Indianapolis and Lafayette. And then uh, before that, I was took a little break and just did some voiceover. And so I did some voiceover for you at the beginning of this show. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. It was awesome. I <laughs> uh, appreciate it. I, I, that was so I thought I was going to do many episodes like that back to the future one when I started. That was fun. It was. It was hell for me to edit and hell for me to put together because I didn't realize what I was getting myself into. I was like, oh, "It's a lot easy. of work to just do all that construction." Well, yeah, and I had to. I had to make it sound like it was that movie with people who weren't from that time in that movie saying things that might sound like they're from that movie. Not easy. Like I spent hours Ambitious. combing through Freddie Prince Jr. interviews to see if he sounded like George McFly. Saying, "I magically found stuff." <laughs> And then I put it all together. I was amazed. I where did he find it? Was he? Did he incorporate AI to make this? No. God, it must have taken forever. Oh, it did. I was like, I when I first listened to my first cut, like I had like a tear coming to my eye. I was like, I did it. I did. <laughs> and it. I'm like, I'm never doing it again. Do I'm never. Again. So it didn't have the 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 remake episodes, uh, one and done. But it was uh, people liked it when it first dropped. But I uh, thank you for that because you were a very important contributor to it. It um, was fun. So your morning show, like, I mean, of course, you play music, just talk about things in the morning. But um, I definitely like, like, you've, if you, if you're not local here and stuff, I do like your your Instagram account and the stories you post of like oh. you talking like into songs and a little back. Like, uh, that's a really cool way to put an additional spot on 
what you're doing in the morning rather since I've started doing those and what what yeah what you're talking about is I'll do like videos live straight from the mic and if you mm-hmm. want to follow it's Matt Pelser Radio on Instagram and that's primarily where I do it but I also do it on for the Facebookers but Instagram mm-hmm. and yeah I, I've got this little audio interface thing that I plug into the headphone jack and it just takes my audio and I'm like I, I'm such a microphone freak and so I'm like if I'm on the radio I might as well sound like I'm on the radio mm-hmm. when I do these things and so I do it and. Yeah, I've had like two or three radio people be like, how do you do that? And just like, just buy this little $100 thing and plug it into the, what? you can figure it out. Come on. Um, but yeah, that's how I do those. And yeah, I just try to talk about daily life stuff. You know, I mean, you're a dad, your yeah. kids are a little older than mine. Mine are five and three. So there's all, there's adventure abound. And I have mm-hmm. two dogs who are characters. You know what I mean? They're all just characters in this life that I try to portray on the radio as just being totally boring and normal, but in presented in a creative way. I've embraced wholesomeness. There you in go. My yep. 30s. Yep. You got like, I was talking about <laughs> I, I, in my recent, uh, recent episode where I was talking about um, my favorite films that came out 2022. Earnestness is like back in like movie culture and I'm enjoying and thank that. goodness for that. It's not all snark all the time anymore. Maybe yeah. it's old me coming out, but I'm like, all right, I'm, like all my top films and a lot of people's top films coming out, like we're earnest stuff like Top Gun Maverick, like Avatar Way of Water, like all that stuff was just like, you know, emotions on your sleeves, just like earnest and not, not embarrassed about being that way. Not there will like, never be another reality bites. <laughs> true as far as as far as uh sort of somewhat unlikable characters being presented in this weird positive way right yes <laughs> you uh, can't get away with that shit anymore no no uh you also so you're also uh a little side thing about you you talk about uh frequently stuff that you're cave dwelling you've got a podcast oh goodness yeah yeah yeah, I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I'm one of those. They call them a lot of people outside of the caving world call them spelunkers. But in the caving world, we say that cavers rescue spelunkers <laughs> because spelunkers are the people going in without any experience, maybe not enough gear, no helmets, not enough lights, and we call them spelunkers. And we're cavers. We have helmets. We have three sources of light. And it's really nerdy, and but it's so, you know, it takes a certain kind of person. And I guess I'm that person where I can crawl for, you know, a half a mile on my belly and it's wet and gross. And, you know, I got rock at, at certain points, rock on my belly and on my back. And you got to squeeze through, you know, it's not for everybody. It is not for everybody. But for whatever reason, I love it. And uh, I got a lot of friends that do it. And so, yeah, I started this podcast in 2016 called The Caving Podcast where I interview cavers, it's long form interview. And I just interview cave explorers, people who have been in places that have seen less traffic than the moon. So it's pretty cool. You know, the caves are like the last frontier, really, when you think about it, we've been, we've had our feet touch everything, you know, every mountaintop, we've been everywhere. Caves, last frontier. Have you ever, have you ever been to St. Louis and been to the city museum? Yes. So I, I was like, Matt's got to be the most prepared guy for that place. <laughs> I went, so I spent part of my honeymoon at the city museum. Okay. <laughs> that place is aw- like, we took our kids there last year. I, I was, I was doing it. I was, do- I was so good. I was like, you know what? This is, this is fun. This is a lot of work and stuff. And then we went back to the hotel and like an hour later, I'm like done for the night. Sorry. <laughs> I can't move. I just, it hit me hard. I was like, I'm old. And, uh, that is a nap inducer. 
Yeah. Oh, it's an awesome place, though. So if you're ever in, say, I'm not, I'm, they don't sponsor this podcast, but it is an ever changing museum. It has mm-hmm. no, no map. There's secret places in there. There's like hidden cafeterias, like all sorts of wild stuff. Um, you just go in and find, like, I found like a skate park inside of it. Uh, there's like an aquarium museum. There, there's a pinball right now. They have like a pinball museum inside of it. If you can find that, there's slides and all. It is incredible. But if there's a crack, <laughs> if there's a crack in the floor, crawl in it because there might. It's probably in there for a reason. Yeah, it's probably on purpose. Yeah. It was great. I did find, I was looking for refreshments and there was like this one stand with like only selling like pretzels and it was this huge line. I'm like, I remember this gift shop and there was a post-it in the gift shop. It said, ask me, I know things. So I went back (laughs) up the gift shop. I'm like, looking for something to drink. Somebody's like, go all the way to the top. Just, I was like, okay. So I went and got my family all the way to the top. Nobody up there. There's like all kinds of options for snacks. There's a there's there's beer taps there's like adult slushy drinks there's all and nobody up there i was like oh okay cool (laughs) (laughs) okay and you just you just take it and that's yours Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) so it was it was good Um, it is an incredible place though yeah Yeah, i would highly recommend it to anybody and you won't get dirty like a cave so if if cleanliness is a thing yeah that's the thing about caving is you gotta you 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 gotta buy clothes that you can wreck absolutely Mm -hmm. wreck yeah. Like you're never gonna wear the, the you're never gonna wear that turkey trot 5k from 2011 shirt outside of a cave again because it's gonna look like garbage yeah um after you pull it through the cave so yeah the caving podcast you can just find it wherever you get podcasts I've been doing it okay. since 2016 monthly so we're up to like 70 some episodes awesome yeah awesome yeah. Look forward it's a good to that. time it's a good it's a good listen uh pick the right one though <laughs> <laughs> I won't tell you which one gotcha. <laughs> Yeah, just... have to, don't listen to the one with the two high school kids. It was boring. Just oh, tell, wow. I'm just telling you. Yeah. It wasn't lit or I don't know. I don't know they what they, they were saying at that time, it but it was just point. dumb. It was, you know, I did most of the talking. I thought they were cavers. They weren't. They were just, they had been to a couple caves. We were outside of one. It looked cool. We, I, had to, I had to vamp for an hour with those two. Don't listen to that one. <laughs> Any of the other ones, fine. Don't listen to that one. I vaped for a moment and then said no. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, what we are here to talk about today is, uh, have I told you lately, uh, the single, it was deemed the leadoff single from Rod Stewart's Unplugged and Seated album. Uh, it originally appeared on his 1991 album, Vagabond Heart. Uh, this is Stewart's second live album, which is a recording uh, done at the MTV Unplugged special he had. Uh, also, singles from that album were Reason to Believe, Having a Party, and People Get Ready. Uh, the special aired on May 5th, so it happened. Uh, we already went through that week on the show, but um, it peaked at number two on the Billboard Top 100. The album did, uh, finishing at 22 for the year, going three times platinum. Selling over 3 million copies, the song itself peaks at number 5 on the Hot 100 and spent five weeks at number 1 on the U.S. Adult Contemporary Chart and Certified Gold. That special reunited uh, Rod Stewart with his band member from Faces, Ronnie Wood. And uh, yeah, so Rod Stewart here. Um, Thoughts on Rod Stewart to begin with? The interesting okay. thing about Rod Stewart and and this video, let's okay, let's talk about the song. We really don't have a video. I I know that this is but, a big song, but there's an opportunity I'll bring up here in a sec that I wanted to talk about with this episode. But yeah, go ahead. Sorry. So t- Rod Stewart has a very interesting video 
history. Did you know about this? That in the early days of MTV, mm-hmm. like they introduced this idea of the music video essentially to the masses. People had done stuff like it and there mm-hmm. had been, it'd been like features on other shows. Most of the time it was just the artist performing or lip syncing to the yeah. song. You know, they didn't like incorporate all this other stuff. Rod Stewart loved this medium. Mm-hmm. When it first came out, like videos, like the guy's an egomaniac. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I say that in the nicest, most respectful way, but he's an egomaniac. Let's right. be real. So he loved the idea of making this video of the song and anything with the song. And in the early days of MTV, when MTV's clamoring for content, mm-hmm. they had, uh, I don't know, it was something like 40 some videos from other artists. And 30-some videos from Rod Stewart. Oh, geez. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So in the early days of MTV, there was a lot more Rod. There was a disproportionate amount of Rod Stewart Mm -hmm. videos in the very, very early day, the proto-MTV stuff that was going on. It's like, we got this, 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 and this from these artists and a crap load of Rod Stewart. They're like, Rod, can we get a video? Which video? <laughs> which one? Yeah, which one? I got a million of them. So yeah. it's funny to me that there isn't really a music video for this because he was such a proponent of music videos and he would do anything with them for a music video. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever heard, um, let's see, Tom Petty covered it for Wildflowers, but they left it off the record. It was on the, the album. Ah, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> I could look it up. I, 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 I'm getting off on a tangent. Anyway, but Rod Stewart um, loved music videos. And so this one wasn't. Can I tell you, though, that this version of this song, have I told you lately, is mm-hmm. the one that I know best. Yep. Van Morrison version. No, nowhere near. That number one at five weeks on Adult Contemporary is why. Yeah. And there, and it, I'm pretty sure in this time, this window, if you went to a wedding, it was probably a first dance song. Or like a mother, son, father, daughter dance. Like it was like just that slow song that could easily play at a wedding. Uh, right before, you know, years later when Casey and JoJo All My Life pops up. And that <laughs> is every wedding for 10 years. By the way, have you ever DJed a wedding before? Can I ask? I have not. I've DJed like parties and I've made playlists for things, but I never, I never DJed a wedding. Okay. Go and find, you don't have to do it now, but just sometime, and you listening at home, you go and find All My Life by Casey and JoJo, okay? And hit, and find the album version and hit Mm -hmm. play. It takes forever to get to the actual song. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. was weird crap at the beginning. And before, when I was DJing weddings, before I learned to cue things up, Listen and cue and cue it up. I start hit play on that because someone wanted to hear it. And it's like, God, what is happening? And everyone's like waiting around, looking at me like, DJ, what the hell are you doing? And I'm waiting for the intro of Casey and JoJo to get to it already. <laughs> that's anyway. like, yeah, that's like because I'm sure they made a radio edit on that, which which notably yeah. funny, funny enough, like I, I didn't have that one. I had to screw up. So at my wedding, so I picked for my mother's Sundance, I picked Blackbird by the Beatles, which my wedding great DJ, choice. My wedding DJ guy was like, excellent choice. I've never that that's that's a real that's a really good choice. Man. That's a choice. And I was like, yeah. Well, you know, there's the fake out ending of that. And my mom and I, I was so nervous going up, <laughs> yeah, we stopped yes. and we're like, oh, and then it's like, oh crap, we gotta get back together and finish the song out. <laughs> so yeah. I look like an amateur. So there's the opposite effect there where the song sounds like it's ending, but oh nope, there's more. So wait for the bird. Wait for the wait bird. Wait for the bird. So yeah, there's that. Um, but oh gosh, yeah, the wedding scene. So I'm sure this one, 
I, I'm sure I've heard it at a wedding, but this, yeah, this is the version I know. Like I was like, oh, this is a Van Morrison cover. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing is like uh, being a morning drive DJ on, in mm-hmm. a triple A format, the adult alternative, you know, Americana or adult album alternative, mm-hmm. however you want to say it. I should know this, but when I, you know, first started looking at this, when you sent me over the link, I was like, oh, I'll check this out. And then I started looking up stuff about the song. Oh, it is a Van Morrison song. Oh, I thought this was Rod Stewart. Yeah. From day one. And I only thought it was from this live thing, but it's, well, I'm, I thought might have been, well, I, I don't keep up with the Rod Stewart discography or anything like that, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I was just like, oh yeah, okay. So that was an interesting thing that popped up. Um, basically, I mean, it's bas- it's a live performance here. There's nothing big on that, but uh, one opportunity I saw with this, and I want to talk to, to Matt because we both grew up, we're same age in this era, was the, the MTV Unplugged era. Yeah. Like that was oh, a big I'm so deal. glad you like yeah. wanted to focus on that specifically because yeah. it was. And and it was a time too, wasn't it, where MTV Unplugged was becoming so per- pervasive in the popular culture that a number, including this one, a number of MTV Unplugged performances were making it onto the radio and getting mm-hmm. really regular airplay. I think one of the best examples is uh, Layla, uh, Eric Clapton's Layla from his Unplugged. Of course, you know, Tears in Heaven was yep. a big deal, but that was also kind of a bummer. And so Layla was like, oh my gosh, you hear this old Derek and the Domino song. And when he, mm-hmm. you know, is that there's that applause at the beginning where the crowd gets it like, oh my God, he's going to yeah. Layla. And to me, that is the best version of Layla. Screw oh, yeah. the Derek and the Domino's version. It's Unplugged all day. Oh yeah, and that Eric Clapton one, it was huge. It was the best selling of the Unplugged albums. It won six Grammys and and it won <laughs> album of the year and record of the year for Tears in Heaven. Like they gave a live album album of the year. Like it's well, I can't think of that happening great. again. Yeah, it was great. I mean that, it that was, was great. That introduced me to Clapton at the time. Like I didn't know him. My aunt had that CD and or I think she had the CD or cassette or something. And I remember hearing that and that would be on TV. And I'm like, man, this guy's really good. <laughs> yeah. Like, I had always known about Clapton. Dad was a yeah. fan. My cousin uh, was a huge fan. Mm-hmm. But then that was like, okay, all right. So this is a guy. Yeah. <laughs> I and, and it's funny because like they would do things. They would have it would change my mind about a band too. Like I believe when I turned and started liking Stone Temple Pilots was their MTV Unplugged where Scott Weiland was in a rocking chair and <laughs> they debuted the song Big Empty there and which was on the Crow soundtrack but later on Purple which yeah. actually I talked about that on an episode long ago like the Crow soundtrack came out and then like two weeks later, Purple came out, which didn't give people much time to buy the Crow soundtrack for that song so they could just wait for Purple. But I remember turning my mind, changing my mind about Stone Temple Pilots a little bit, liking them there. Um, like also Mariah Carey did an I'll Be There cover that was humongous from- That was big. Yeah. Uh, Pearl Jam had one that was a big deal. Um, that, that one was seen, loved, and then- they yoinked it. Something Pearl Jam not wanting to be a part of MTV. They they never aired that again. And then it got released on like a anniversary, a twentieth anniversary of ten or something like that. Man, so finally came back. And there was uh, also this one cracked me up because I remember uh, Oasis when Noel Gall or Noel Gallagher sat and did all the vocals because that Lee- was in- Liam and Liam sat watching like that was so <laughs> so infamous. So oh. like that was, the, I mean, look, you can say peak Noel versus Liam hatred yeah. time, and it could be any given moment during yeah. the Oasis, you know, years. That one was a, 
big one though. Like, yeah. like he just showed up and he's there. He's literally right there. Right. And he's like, I don't feel like doing it. You like, fucking do it. He's in the shadows, just like watching this. Like, you shouldn't be doing this. Like, we should have canceled or something like that. But yeah. <laughs> oh god, uh, that one. Yeah, I still can't believe that that happened. Yeah, and they kept cutting to him. Like, I that MTV knew what they were doing. They're like, they you know, knew what they the were drama. doing. Like, like sell all the right. drama, sell it, sell it. Exactly. That's it. that was the right call. Yeah, yeah, sell it. Uh, Allison Chains had a good one with uh, I believe Flood was a big. That was the big one from that one. Yep. I mean, it came off one of their albums, already popular, but that performance. Uh, and just recently for Record Store Day, the 1992 with Soul Asylum just okay. dropped on two-disc vinyl. And that oh, one was really, really that, good, too. That was good, too. Um, also, uh, there, um, oh, what was it? They didn't limit themselves. I like they weren't just rock bands. They they had some interesting stuff. Like LL Cool J, De La Soul, and Tri- Tribe Called Quest. Uh, did ones on there and they had like little mini orchid with horns and stuff to try to make the the hip-hop songs do unplugged and stuff and that was kind of a neat attempt with um you know trying to incorporate all kinds of music yeah well just... to show that yeah this can be done across genres mm-hmm. and it's and... funny oh go ahead they're still doing them you know that no i they're didn't still know they're doing still... mtv unplugged it's just not nearly it doesn't nearly have the cultural significance that it used to Gotcha. Yeah. Well, it's it's funny. I read it. it started with Squeeze, Sid Straw, and Elliot Easton. That was the first three MTV Unplugs. I'm like, oh. But later, I can it, buy that. Yeah. It attracts Aerosmith, Elton John, Sinead O'Connor, Poison, Joe Satriani, and uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan to rap. So they did those three, and the other those artists were like, I want to do one. So, Satch Satriani yeah. did mm-hmm. one. Yeah. How could he? Did he have an electric guitar? I wonder. I don't know. It'd be interesting like, the, to see. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, he's done some amazing stuff, but you know, he's just one of those guitar people that guitar people know. Yeah, I just I loved it. Like I would tune into MTV, but the big okay, we we have him Nirvana. It was like one. Of the well, last I mean, live, yeah, it was one of the last live television performances of Kurt Cobain. God, or last and, time he's seen, and all apologies after that was everywhere. Well, because it was you know yeah. so much of that was his. Suicide note. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. it was just like, hey, you know, this is the one of the last. But him, who who knows if he knew? But yeah. and the interesting thing about that one, and, and I want to come back to the Stone Temple Pilots one too. The interesting about thing about that one, and you probably already know this, is that he, like, it was up until moments before the thing started, it was unclear whether or not he was going to show up. Like Kurt he, Cobain or he, Kurt Cobain oh. showed up at the last second. And was like, yeah, all right, let's go and. His bandmates didn't know. Dave didn't know. Kurt didn't, or uh, Chris didn't know. I. Uh, they were like, we don't know. We haven't heard from. Well, they were on the he verge of breaking up. To be too, here. Right? Yeah, they were on the well, verge of breaking up. Or I mean, they were on too... the verge, but they never yeah. quite did. No, it never got there. But but he, it was clear that something was going on, and they were like, we don't know if he's gonna. I don't know if he's gonna show up because there was the whole thing where you know MTV wanted him to do Smells Like Teen Spirit. He didn't want to do Smells mm-hmm. Like Teen Spirit. They just wanted them, and he was like, I want to bring the Meat Puppets on, and they were like, the Meat Puppets? Why do you want to? Do the Meat Puppets have great songs? And they do, and they did that mm-hmm. one song. Can't remember which one. They did a few meat puppet songs but it was a great choice by kurt a unique mm-hmm. choice by kurt and yeah i mean that along with so many unplugs has uh, got a lot of stuff behind it the stone temple pilots one they were s- sick they were like throwing up sick when they showed up at mm-hmm. six o'clock in the morning they're like okay let's do it you know yeah 
And then the DeLeo brothers pounded out the dissonance the way they do. Yeah. That was, <laughs> it was incredible. Yeah. Like that's just how they were. And that Lervana one left behind something far more interesting than if they just went and played the hits. Like there's a lot of unique covers, man who sold the world. People yes. love that version. Uh, and they, you know, they have a lot of their unique songs that they did, but come as you are Polly and one other, other major hit maybe. Cause I think all apologies became big after that. Uh, but like, yeah, that he did what he wanted and he did that too. Like I remember the Saturday night live, he wanted to play rape me on there. Yeah. And they said, no. And he went to a sound check. He wanted to play it. They said, no. And then when they went to the first performance, he played the first couple chords of it. And then they went into, he did that at the MTV video, uh, the Hard VMAs too. Oh, it was the VMAs. He did the okay, same yeah. thing. Well, it might've been Saturday Night Live too, okay. but he was at, it was at the VMAs. I know when he did that. Okay. Um, but it might've been, it might've been the other one too. Yeah. I mean, he did, ugh, there's so many, there's so many good ones. Lake of fire. Yeah. The meat puppet song. Yeah. They were, yeah, it was a good one. I mean, they all, I mean, those MTV Unplugs, they were, they were something to check out. Um, it was the Bleach song, the about a girl. Oh, about a girl. Okay, it was okay, the Bleach okay. song that was, it was like, oh, that's something from the first record. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They had, uh, they also, one of the unique ones was Shakira did an all Spanish one. Uh, and this was before she broke out as a pop act. When she was in the 90s, she was more compared to like Alanis Morissette mm-hmm. than she was. And then when she got broke out here, it was like, Hips don't lie, and all these like pops. I'm like, okay, <laughs> she had blonde hair now, and <laughs> hey, she made her career out. I mean, her laundry service album. I I uh, used to it used to be a guilty pleasure of mine. Gotcha. I used to have it on a lot. I think I probably still have it. It's in the just stack. a pleasure. There's no guilt in it. There's just a pleasure. <laughs> it's just a pleasure. Um. So anyway, yeah, that MTV unplugged. Uh, Rod Stewart. Uh, this same year, he would have the hit song all for love with sting and brian adams from three musketeers soundtrack yeah yeah three amigos there great choice too yeah and and yeah i mean (laughs) brian adams you know the uh it was brian adams right brian adams and sting yeah Yeah. who he's with on so many movie soundtracks brian adams yep everything i do i do it for yeah he was he was crushing it there he's finding a second wind there (laughs) with those movie soundtracks um yeah we have there. What was it? The, he did Robin Hood, Prince of mm-hmm. Thieves, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Brian. Um, but yeah, that'll uh, that'll wrap us here for this one here uh, with you know Rod Stewart. You can go watch the Rod Stewart on YouTube or something like that. And oh yeah, it. and I love the moment in the video too, where I mean, where <laughs> you get the very quick brief shot. You hear the the classical guitar solo and you get the real brief shot of the guitar guy they're mm-hmm. like all right you we understand that you the viewer want to see where this guitar solo is coming from yes. but once we show you you're gonna wish that you hadn't wanted to know who was doing it because <laughs> the guy looks crazy look with the hair yeah. you know and he's making the guitar face it's like they 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 cut to him. It was some live director like, okay, cut to the guitar guitar guy. Too scary. All right, back to Rod doing nothing. Camera one, flowers. camera one. Close up, camera one, camera one. <laughs> All right, ready? guitar guy. Enough of that guitar guy. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's get the fan giving Rod Stewart flowers. Yeah, yeah I Rod Stewart, yeah, back then, like, I don't know. I guess I th- saw him as, like, not my kind of, like, I don't. Uh, is stuff I remember him being the guy like oh Rachel Hunter's with that guy that old guy <laughs> oh but he drives Ferraris but he does pick yep. up trash in rural England around his house oh okay 
Yeah, picks up. Well, does, is he picks up trash. He fixed a pothole because it was going to damage his Ferrari. Of course. He like called the city and they were like, we'll get to it when we get to it. And he's like, no, nah, I want it done now. And so he went out there with his friends and fixed a pothole with some hot asphalt. It's amazing what people do with their cars. I had a, my, one of my bosses in Los Angeles where I lived out there, he had a, he bought a Lotus. He lived in a neighborhood in the hills, and the neighborhood uh. in the hills decided to put in speed bumps, <laughs> big speed bumps that his Lotus could not go over so he, he had to have it towed down to the bottom every time he wanted to drive oh my god that sucks. he could afford it but it was so funny like yeah the speed bumps would have just done major damage to the bottom of the car so <laughs> i'm sorry i shouldn't laugh at that so all good but that'll wrap us up here matt uh you'll be back here in actually a pair of weeks for another one of these so in the meantime Ooh. let people know again where they can keep up with you Okay, yeah, Instagram is the best place. Instagram, Matt Pelser Radio. That's M-A-T-T-P-E-L-S-O-R Radio. And thank you so much for having me on. This oh. has been so much fun. I can't wait to do the next one. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Brandon4KUHD, written work on com. Come back Monday as Scott, Aaron, and I will be talking Last Action Hero, Once Upon a Forest, and What's Love Got to Do With It, as well as all the pop culture on that week as the summer of 93 at 30 continues. It's the summer of 93 at 30. Thank you for listening. The Brandon Peters Show is a Creative Zombie Studios production. Produced by Brad Shoemaker and Brandon Peters. Written and edited by Brandon Peters. Announcer vocals by Jessica Olsman. Theme song by Metavari. Web design and show art by Brad Shoemaker with Brandon Peters. All music and clips featured in the episode are property of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Additional information on this and other episodes at brandonpetershow.com. For any inquiries, press opportunities, or sponsorship, contact mail at brandonpetershow.com. The show is available on Apple Music, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are found.